Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman. Along with me, he's travelled from the future and he's brought you his opinions. It's Robbie Harmlessly. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm are, right. you, are you well? I'm well-ish enough. Yeah? Good enough. Surviving? Good? I've survived <laughs> many things. Excellent. In the past couple of weeks fantastic today we're going to be talking about series two episode one that's heat a heat a of heat series a. two it's a new era in robot wars history gone is jeremy clarkson replaced with the far more enthusiastic craig charles basically the anti-clarkson yeah They're like polar opposites Total really opposites yeah. of each other in every way even the way they dress yeah um Wait, aren't they just both wearing a leather jacket? That was the point, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, you got me. The old switcheroo. And uh, like you said, this is Heat A. So the last season we reviewed, the original season one, was six episodes. How many do you think we have for season two? Six episodes. No. Seven. Not a little more. Nine. Fifteen. Fifteen episode series? There is twelve heats, two semifinals, and a final. Wow. So, massive, massive upgrade. I wish you would have let me know before we committed to reviewing this entire series. <laughs> yep, we've got the whole of Series 2 to go, so hopefully you still remember Heat A by the time Heat L rolls along. Wow, that is crazy. I'm going to have to buy a binder to keep all of my notes <laughs> in. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's, it was it was hugely popular. This episode alone that we're about to review, five million people tuned in to watch. Wow, that is huge. Big numbers. Excellent. Big, big numbers. It's also the first time we have um, seeding introduced. Do you want to explain seeding for those that don't know what that means? It's <laughs> just where they've ranked previous competitors in the series. So they've sort of given older... the. Series one competitors that did mm. well, like yeah. Roadblock, for example, is seeded at number one. They've ranked them, mm. made a system in order that none of those will face each other in the heats. They will only be able to face each other, say, if they make to the finals. It's to keep them away from each other. Ah, so you don't just okay. have all the top ranked robots from the last season all end up in a battle together. Mm. Yeah, all end up being in the first episode and then only one makes it through because... Yeah, and you just get one episode of amazing battles, and the rest is all newbies. It's to split it up. So it's not really to make it fairer per se, because then all of these bots that did really well and are generally regarded as most likely to win aren't having direct competition with the other bots that are most likely to win until later on in the show. Sort of, yes, but you wait until you see how they've ranked these. We'll talk about it now. I haven't got the full seeding ranks because none of the robots in this episode are seeded robots. Number one, obviously Roadblock. Yeah. Who do you think they ranked at two? Considering, you know, so the person who came second place, that would have been Body Hammer. Mm-hmm. So who do you think was number two? So it wasn't Body Hammer. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Body Hammer. Uh, Mortis? Mortis, yeah. Hey. Mortis, who went out 
in a heat got ranked at number two for their performance anyway. So really, it's not about their performance then. Ex- yeah, it's it's about, what, it's about what the producers at the time thought of the robots more than anything. Considering, obviously, Mortis lost to Recyclops in a battle, mm-hmm. and Rex Garrod's next robot is seeded lower than Mortis, even though he beat him last time. <laughs> so-, so actually, there are no technical reasons why. It's more a case of which bot will probably be the most destructive. Are they making like an S, you know, an educated guess on it or in future series, it will be down to their actual rankings more okay. than anything, but here they've just sort of done whatever they, whatever they please, <laughs> but whatever. It doesn't matter this episode. Anyway, there's no seeded robots. There's oh, no okay. returning robots. This episode, they're returning teams, but no returning robots. That's weird. Isn't it though? This would have been a great way to grab everyone. You're right. Have one of the returning bots in yeah. the first, uh, the first episode. But then how can you showcase your brand new shiny house robot? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of the point of this episode in a way, isn't it? So Killalot makes his grand debut by crushing a bunch of insignificant bots. We'll get to it when we review the yeah. episode, but this is a very Sir Killalot heavy episode. Um, Craig Charles, he seems really comfortable in front of the camera and doing everything. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your Commander-in-Chief, Craig Charles. Now, if you've ever wondered whether machines are taking over the world, then wonder no more, because Robot Wars is back. And it's bigger, it's more destructive, and offers more metal carnage than when Metal Mickey tried to juggle with Semtex. Robot Wars is a survival of the fittest, but as contenders aren't body beautifuls in figure-hugging lycra, they're ugly lumps of metal made out of nuts and bolts and household appliances and whatever was left lying around the garage at the time. Oh, and yeah, they want to kill each other. As always, they'll face each other, they'll face dangerous challenges, and they'll also take on the mechanical might of the house robots. He's great. Like, you know, he's got... Very some, natural. He's got some stand-up experience, so he's used to this. He's yeah. very, very good at it. When he's standing yeah. next to Sir Killalot and breaking pieces of metal in his arms. That's so cool. It works the, really well. The way they introduce Sir Killalot's really good, because they go through the traditional house bots, and then it cuts to Craig Charles, and he's like, there's like, there's one more, and it, Sir Killalot. He <laughs> <laughs> just comes out, and Craig Charles feeds it a, a metal yeah. bar, which he destroys. Was it just to prove that Sir Killalot's not all talk and no trousers, trousers yep <laughs> which is a great phrase <laughs> yep uh puts a steel pipe in the claw and it obviously breaks off in two be awkward if it didn't and they just have to leave it <laughs> <laughs> yep and that's circular lot everyone. that's circular lot um the other house robots shunt dead metal matilda sergeant bash all pretty much the same i think they did have some little upgrades done to them but they're pretty much exactly the same as they yeah were definitely the first series yeah so not much to say about that no so we get a little uh glimpse into the pits with the returning philippa forrester pits looked weird well she goes she says there are 120 teams competing this series it looked quite cramped then because it was quite a small pits yeah it was a bit i don't know it didn't look like the normal pits that we're used to it looked like they just hired i don't know it looked like a market or something i guess you're right yeah yeah mind you you need a big building to house all of that so i suppose Maybe they had different. Yeah. Maybe they had it in different rooms because there were so many of them, or maybe different people, different days. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We don't really know, to be honest. Yeah, she bigs it up though, doesn't she? Very much gets so. the hype going, which is nice. Yep, she, yep. Talk about how it's expanded and expanded. It has, you know, when you've more than doubled the amount of episodes and competitors, and 120 different competitors. 
different teams, not a single one is planted. So they couldn't even get 36 last time. Now they got 120. That is how that's popular. how much it that's how much it yeah. expanded. That's how popular it got. So not bad going for them. They really did they really did work and they must have got a hell of a lot of applications in because this actually airs um the same year. It's still nineteen ninety eight. So it must have happened pretty quick pretty soon yeah. after it's like the applications going through, the yeah. filming and then for it to air later on in the year. Also shows how much faith they had in the show once uh, all that viewership came in for the final episode and they were like we need another one, and we need it now. Yeah, they, they must have really seen potential in it, especially considering how underwhelming the first season really was. But hey, we've got a new season now. And should we start looking at the robots competing this uh, this season? Let's do this it. This episode, even. This heat. Sure. First, from East Molsey in Surrey, Victor. Very lawnmower. From Dartford Girls Grammar School, Nepal. Smells like victory. Yeah, I know. From Burgess Hill in West Sussex, Pandemonium. Panda Boringham. From Osset in Yorkshire, Yesterday's Istos. But why eyes? From Sutton in Surrey, Caliban. Bolted Dexy what? From the Thomas Hardy School in Dorchester, Demolition Demon. Donated by Dorset County Council. <laughs> that makes it sound like so like a charity thing. It's like, such a cheap thing. <laughs> but it's Demolition Demon. Donated by the Dorset County Council. <laughs> Half expected to be Dorset County Council like logo on the side of it or something. That'd been brilliant. <laughs> but like Demolition Demon wrote like a death metal band logo, but then underneath <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> supported by the council. A little smile next yeah. to us. Some really <laughs> cheesy, happy logo. <laughs> well, let's discuss. Um, what order do you want to discuss them in? Reverse. So, yeah, should we start with Demolition Demon whilst we're talking about Demolition Demon? Demolition Demon. It's powered by two 24-volt electric wheelchair motors. And unlike other competitors who have got the control gear throughout the robot, all the essential components are kept within one metal box in the middle to protect them. So it's a, uh, a wedge with a spike on the front and a saw yeah. on the back. So we're thinking pusher... For the main part, and then the saw. Saw there you know. for a bit of extra damage. Yeah, it's a, it's a double wedge, isn't it? It's a wedge on each side. So yeah. as opposed to roadblock, which is one big wedge, this yeah. is a double wedge. It's it's mostly a pusher. Yeah, a bit of a mistake putting that spike on the front. They could have just used the wedge to flip things. Yeah, it, it seems as if people still weren't fully aware of flipping things. Yeah, of the power of flipping things. Yeah. Especially now, you're still most of the robots can't get themselves back up again if they're flipped. Yeah, there's still so no self-writing, yeah. You'd be like, well, oh, I'll just flip them over, easy. Hmm. The cheese wedge shape. And it's proven to win. I mean... It's the champion last season. Exactly. If you watched the first series, you would have been like, that wedge shape, that's what we need to go for. Yeah, but um, as we've already said, the motors were donated by Dorset County Council, which is so strange. They, what, they couldn't get their hands on motors? How did Dorset County Council... Come to know that Demolition Demon was being made. Enough for yeah. them to say, do you want some motors? We've got some handy. <laughs> We've got some lying around if you'd like to use them for your Demolition Demon. <laughs> I mean... Why isn't it called the Dorset Demon? Yeah. Demolition Dorset. Demolition Dorset. <laughs> Demolition County Council. The donated Demolition Dorset Demon. 
Yeah, that'd been brilliant. Demolition Dorset Demon of Quadruple D. Four <laughs> D. Four D. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's not much more to say about it. It's quite a generic robot. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like something you sort of piece together with Lego. Almost like it's like it's a wedge, and then there's a spike on the front, and then there's a saw stuck on the back with some glue, and it's there. Yeah, they just sort of threw it together at the last minute. The design, but but hey, it's it's still. A better design than <laughs> half of what we saw in season one. So it's still pretty good in that respect. Cough, Elvis, cough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Elvis. Uh. On to Caliban. This outer shell casing is made out of an old industrial fan and the lid is made out of polycarbonate. So inside we've got two drive motors. We've got a flywheel ring there and a starter motor out of the Ford car. That will rotate this... And drive the blades right. Caliban. Caliban is the pink one. Caliban is the pink one. Upsettingly pink. Oddly pink. Mm. And the very first spinner in Robot Wars history. <gasps> it's a full on it's a full body spinner. It has two weapons. Interchangeable weapons. Did you not notice? So it had a flail. Yep, it had a flail that it span around on the top, or it could put its full body casing on, which had spikes on it, and it would spin with that. Oh, okay. So it could sp- had two different types of spinner. It is the lightest um, robot in this episode at 54.4 kilos, even though Jonathan Pierce will say Pierce de Resistance is. It's not. <laughs> so <laughs> Caliban's the lightest. Sorry, Jonathan, but... <laughs> but you're, you're, you're wrong. wrong. According, to, according to the stats, Caliban Damn. is the lightest one. Um it was interesting to see the first spinner. And it's a pretty basic design. It's just a big round thing that can spin. I suppose the design hasn't quite evolved to the point that we know. No. You know, when we're sitting here watching it in 2016, we're seeing designs that have been tried and tested again and again and again in previous years. You've got to admit, the flail spinner it has on it, very similar to nuts. Yeah. The way, like, just the... <laughs> Just swinging just chains, it's essentially. Nuts and yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so it's yeah, quite, that's fair. Yeah, it's been. It's pretty original for it for the time. What the hell is it made of? I don't know. I don't really. I can't remember what the word was. Bolted Dexy something. Bolted Dexy something. You know, it's quite lightweight anyway. Probably like it turns out, it's the same stuff that a radiator is made of, or something like quite it's, standard. It's, yeah, it's, it's just got really a great obvious, name. But it's, yeah, it's got an interesting name. Yeah, but that's Caliban. Piece de Resistance. This is our robot, Piece de Resistance. It's a fiberglass bodywork and uses four motors off a mini. And at the back, the weapons are spikes. At the front, there's a snowplow, which hopefully will ease out the competition. It's one of the few teams at the moment that has a team name. Do you know a team name? Is it Piece de Resistance? It's not Piece de Resistance. Oh, I thought I was going to get that It's quite similar, though. You, you think is it, it a French thing? No, French people do it. Baguette? <laughs> Jesus, no. Oh. Um, French people do it. French people do it. Surrender. <laughs> no, they're not Team Surrender. <laughs> well, who are they? What are they? Death. Team Death. Team Death? Yeah, I know. They came up with Team... The team name is Death, and they came with Pierce de Resistance. What who the are these people? I don't know. What made they're them very sit strange. down and think of that? Team Death. Piece de Resistance by Team Death. Well, remember the team? The guys that clearly don't speak French, let's just be honest. That is bonkers. 
That makes so little sense. It's some spikes on the back. That's basically what they say, isn't it? What is up with this machine? It's I can tell you what it's made out of. Mm-hmm. It's an old microwave. Right. With a snow shovel scoop put on the front. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, that plough, that's not going to plough anything. Mm. It's about eight inches off the ground when it's yeah. resting, meaning it can't scoop under anything. I don't see the point of it at all. And the eyes. It's just got eyes glued on the side. What do they but do? Directly on the side, so it's like looking yeah. completely... In two directions at yeah. once. And what's with, like, Pac-Man's freaky brother, like, sitting on but the like top? Like a yellow, like, space Blob. marine helmet just sitting on the top. It doesn't make any sense. All of this is... A, superficial, and B, uncool. I get they called it pièce de résistance because it's ugly, Uh irony, but it's... I don't think they did. I don't think they thought that much about it, man. (laughs) I think think they heard the phrase pièce de résistance and thought it sounded great. (laughs) Just went for it. (laughs) They don't even know what that means. I don't think they looked it up Because they don't understand what D is. (laughs) Team death. Team death. Team Death. Team Death of good taste. Oh, Team man. Dead Robot. It's another light <laughs> robot as well. There is no power in this machine whatsoever. Oh. All of the weapons are useless. It's it's just there to die. We're looking at a stage now where the first season, they had to just accept every robot that came yeah. in because they didn't have the numbers. Now, they thought, oh, I've got all these episodes so we can accept all these robots in but there's no real quality control. Yeah. So it's just anything and everything's getting put yeah. onto the show because, hey, we've got 15 episodes worth of robots here. So <laughs> peace to resistance. You want that in? Sure. We've got plenty of space. God damn. Good point. Pandemonium. It's got a large fence post on the front, which is designed to raise and hopefully take out some nasty cutting gear. Pandemonium. Two words. Panda. Ammonium. What's ammonium? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't call it panda, then moan, then eum. This is relevant as ammonium. <laughs> now, the only issue I have with this bot is it's called pandamonium. So they've used the word panda because they've separated it into two words. But it's nothing. it doesn't look like a panda. Yeah, you would have put like black and white motif on it and yeah. it would have been a bit panderish instead it's pretty plain really yeah, it would have actually been better to just call it pandemonium the full word it yeah. would have been a cooler name because there's no panda anything to do on it's, it it's just a very basic looking bot it's a long thin wedge think remember um grunt from season one yeah you know the uh long thin stock bot yeah yeah generic it's, bot number it's just five. that yeah. with a big spike on the front yeah. that can go up and down uh, but not a not a very sharp looking spike. No, it looks like the um, it looks like the spikes you'd put into the ground when you make it a tent. Yeah, that kind like of a ground thing. spike. Yeah, so not something that's supposed to go through metal. Something that's supposed yeah. to go through mud. <laughs> <laughs> and it lifts up and down. Yeah. But I'm not really sure why. It doesn't I don't know. do much. Again, that would be better to have that on the back and then let the scoop be a scoop. Let the wedge yeah, get under yeah. things so they can flip. But instead, I think they, they could have it. lost the whole like black monolith sticking out of the front and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. let's face it and then just change the shape to be more productive and then just do what every other bot does and put a saw on it somewhere yeah take care of the weapon side sword, you know? yeah never yeah. really get used as well yeah. it's actually a reserve bot so it's not a stock robot but Ooh. this was one of the robots that was brought in as a reserve in case other robots 
broke down or whatever. So obviously there's a robot that's supposed to have be mm-hmm. in this place. It couldn't for whatever reason didn't work. So pandemonium, they took their place. So they're in it by pure luck. Wow. I think they they went to the show with the idea that they probably wouldn't be used. Napalm. In the last war, if you remember, we had detonator. Now we introduce napalm. His main weaponry is this arm which goes up and then it activates the micro switch at the back, which turns on this lethal chainsaw. Napalm. The veterans, as Jonathan Pierce puts it, but I don't know if uh, mm. a robot that didn't work twice in detonator really counts you as a weapon. He calls them, um, well, something like battle veterans. They never mm. had a battle with um, detonator. No, they didn't get very far at all. All I remember is the teacher being very stressed. Yes. Are these the same two girls? One of them is, like the, the driver is. Mm. The other one seems to be different to the last time. Mm. Completely different. But teacher David Crosby is, is there. He's back. He's still enthusiastic. He doesn't seem as negative as last time, but he's still no. just as loud. Oh, definitely. He is. In, I mean, every time you see them with the controls... It'll cut to something happening. It'll cut back. And by that point, he would have leant over and will be basically controlling the bot for them. He should uh, just enter himself. He's Yeah, he's he's he's, he's so passionate about exactly. it in his own way. Um, he clearly loves it. but Oh, definitely. He's definitely a huge fan of the idea of Robot Wars. But the robot they've entered this time, it's about totally different. I mean, mm. it's a better robot than the last time. I mean, last time they entered a big green blob with a tube sticking out the front which was supposed to be a weapon but it wasn't ever going to do any damage now they thought big what would you describe the shape as i'd describe it as a toy mouse in terms yeah, of yeah it's kind of got some eyes going on like, at the yeah, top like if you've got a little toy mouse for like a pet or something that's kind of the shape it's got but on the rear end there's like this loose chainsaw <laughs> yeah that was the weird part they'd actually given it a actual chainsaw not like a blade chainsaw blade sticking out but the actual full-blown chainsaw is hanging off the side of the bar (laughs) they didn't think to put the body of the chainsaw inside the robot with the blade sticking out they just had the whole thing out and and it's just there exactly and instead of rigging some sort of switch to turn it on the bot manually activates the chainsaw by raising an arm (laughs) So oh, yeah. it's a manually controlled chainsaw. It's not a switch that they can flick. It literally has to turn the chainsaw on itself. That chainsaw must have been a last minute thing. Yeah, I bet definitely. you they wanted to put that ram they had before on the back of it. And they yeah. thought, what about a chainsaw? We ain't got any time. We'll just, just put it on there. Glue it on. Dumb. Glue it on. Put an arm on so it room. There yeah. you go. Oh man, that's weird. I don't know what they thought that was going to look like. Like you, Maybe they thought the camera would pan to them and they'd be literally revving a chainsaw up with the arms swinging up and never want to be like, like gasping everywhere yeah. going through all these other robots it's really big robot as well it is a big looking bot it's got the uh it's like we've got this flame paint was supposed to be like yeah, the paint job's really good yeah it looks yeah, it, it awesome a cool looking robot yeah. it looks flimsy when it's moving around because all of the shell of it sort of bounces everywhere like it's loosely put on yeah like they didn't like yeah screw it on properly or anything they just sort of put it on the top and hoped it would stay there. In like bits though, like yeah. bit of armour there, bit, bit of, of armour there. there. But that's Napalm, who it seems the producers may favour a little bit, but we'll get to that when it comes to the let's, episode. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's go to the new gauntlet. 
No, let's talk about the other competitor. Oh, yeah, we've got Victor to go. Victor. I don't have a lot to say about Victor. We have a lawnmower blade as the weapon, and it's powered by a motorbike starter motor, which makes it go fast. It looks like an amateur go-kart, but without any seat or, like, steering wheel or anything. Like, it took that bit off. It's just the bottom of it. I kind of thought it looked like a tiny coffin. Oh, yeah, on really yeah. big wheels. On big, like, oversized like novelty they put wheels. A little coffin on some, like on top of some device to move it around, wheel it about so it's easy yeah, to get around. That kind of thing. And then it just happens to have a lawnmower blade on it as well. Oh, God, lawnmower blades. We are sick of lawnmower blades. It seems to be a go to thing. Obviously, that was the go to easy second hand weapon to get hold of back then. I flipped. Not, not a lot of custom made weapons no. in these early robots so they just went for what can we use lawnmower blade chainsaw a spike <laughs> i flipped my lawnmower over the other day and had a look <laughs> did you really yeah it's not it's not all that <laughs> is it not i'm not sure what they're thinking yeah, is it not? do you not think it'll get through like solid steel mm. and titanium i mean maybe if you were using the entire lawnmower <laughs> You removed any safety precautions from it. We should enter a lawnmower. Just take the entire shell off the lawnmower. Make it remote control and you're done. Lawnmower. Lawnmower, man. Way of the future. Okay, can we get to the gauntlet now? The new gauntlet. New gauntlet. As shown to us um, by Philippa. Our first round is the gauntlet, designed to test driver skill, robot design, and sheer brute strength to its max. Each team competes separately. The important thing is they get from here to the end zone in as fast a time as possible. Now, they have three routes to choose from. They can work their way straight down the middle, in which case they have to negotiate spikes, a brick wall, in whichever way they see fit, the treacherous seesaw and as if that weren't enough then they have a meeting with the lovely sergeant bash if they're really silly they'll risk the route over here with its flame pit our ram rig with its circular saws and to top that off a meeting with the lovely matilda now they might think we've given them an easy option with this route over here since it's only got two pits to fall in let me tell you the biggest pitfall of all is here Kill a lot, and he defends this route fiercely. Philippa takes us through the new gauntlet with added brick wall. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. <laughs> so if we've still got the gauntlet, we've got to live with that. That's life. It does look better. A it's lot a better. lot tidier. Mm-hmm. Like a lot tidier. No more mines that do nothing. No more springs that yep. do nothing. No more screws that do nothing. No more. No more pendulum that does nothing. No more. I think there might have been a pendulum, but it didn't really do much. It didn't see I, it. Much. I didn't see them activate it. No. 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 No more like smoke that appears that does nothing. They've taken out a lot of the tat mm. and sort of refined it. It looks. It lo- looks like a lot easier to follow now. Well, you can break down the new gauntlet into three clear routes. Yep. You've got brick wall that leads to a ramp. Yep. Brick That's wall fine. leads to a ramp, and that should have Sergeant Bash at the end. Which is fair. You've got the narrow death corridor. Yep, I called it... What did I call that? I called it the hallway from hell. <laughs> hallway from hell, narrow death corridor. corridor. You Same see what we're getting at yeah. Yeah. A very, very thin area where one side has like a wall of spikes that is sort of moving forwards and backwards, so pressing you in and then coming yeah. out. And the other side is just a bunch of saws. Yeah. Which hurt. Which is great. 
and then the other side is the Sir Killalot route. Yep, it's just Sir Killalot and two pits. Yeah. And he's just there. <laughs> he's there, waiting. Waiting for his big waiting debut. and massive compared to the competition at the moment. So yeah. you can see why they thought he'll do on his own. Yeah. So that is the new gauntlet. The new gauntlet. New gauntlet. I like it for what it is. I don't like the gauntlet in general still. Mm-hmm. I still think it's pointless in comparison to having fights because these robots are built for fighting, not to try and break through a wall of concrete blocks. Exactly. And a bot that can fight can't gauntlet, and a bot that can gauntlet can't, <clears throat> can't fight. fight. Exactly. No one's aiming for a common goal. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. And you're only doing the gauntlet for the first round. It's not like it's a gauntlet championship you get at the end for being the best gauntlet runner. Exactly. So eh. Yeah. But it's better than what it was before. Also noticeable new lighting. It's much brighter now. They're not doing like the sort of yeah. red and purple dark hue over everything. Doesn't look as grim and dull. Yeah, they've yeah. they've brightened it up. It's nice, bright, sort of bluer and white lighting that makes everything a lot clearer and it looks a little more professional. It looks like I'm not trying to hide things with the dark dankiness of it. It also looks more cl- looks cleaner. It looks more like something that should be on TV. Definitely. Okay, so the first to run is Napalm. Yep. So Napalm goes straight into the blocks and you can tell these are real concrete blocks because immediately they just stop and get stuck. Yeah. The thing you find is a few of the blocks will land on top of them, which are heavy. Yeah. And then the other blocks land on the floor and they'll get stuck because they'll just get stuck between the wheels and they can't They can't move. make their way over a block if they've got a block on top of them. And a lot of these bots aren't equipped to cover off-road travel anyway, so they can't handle... They can't get the wheels over block. the blocks that are on the floor. Exactly. But conveniently, who turns up? Oh, it's just Sir Killalot. Just pushes Napalm through. Yeah, literally just lifts them up and pushes them over the... Why would... Why would a bot do that? Chainsaw falls off. <laughs> no one uh, gave a crap. Like, not, it's not like Sir Killalot like, smashed the chainsaw off and it went flying. No. It just... Just fell off because it was off. it was just loosely hanging on the side of the bot. Yeah, so this bot wasn't made to take impact. But yeah, so it was actually a really bad run that ended up with a 7.5 metres. Yeah, half inexplicably. of that Sir Killalot. Yeah, it was just Sir Killalot. If without Sir Killalot, that would have been more likely to be what? A metre? What, maybe, maybe two? Maybe two yeah. metres or so? You know, yeah, that was a little bit interesting. Moving on to Pandemonium. Yep, they go for the hallway from hell. They go for the hallway from hell. Really strange choice. Yeah, strange choice considering they can't seem to drive in a straight line. Now, if you could drive in a straight line perfectly, yeah. that would be the best route. With a narrow bot. Yep. Yeah. Now they've got the bot's narrow enough, mm-hmm. but they keep just going from side to side. They, keep, they smack into the wall of spikes, and they smack into the wall Man. of saws. When and they, they smack into the wall when of they first went into that saw, I thought that was it. Yeah. And Jonathan Pierce kind of implies that they got themselves out of that tricky situation, which I guess they kind of did. They did. They managed to drive themselves out of it. It's just, it's so strange. They went through this narrow corridor of death, and they thought, you know what? The best way to get through that is. Driving a zigzag motion. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's what they did. But once they were past that, they just went straight to the end. They were fine and it was completed. So it was a bit of a mucky... Shaky steering, win. but they cleared the gauntlet. Yeah. 
So PDR, because that's, that's what that's we're what calling, I've been calling it. Thank well, yeah. God PDR. for that. Yep. It's such a long thing to say all the time. Yeah. And uh, right. Oh. So PDR walk into a wall. <laughs> that's kind of the end. The exact same thing that would happen if me or you walked into a brick yeah. wall. In other words, the wall wins <laughs> yeah. every time. Just, they try. I they've mean, got no pushing power, apparently. They've said you've got a, like a rubber, flimsy scoop on the front, which doesn't do anything. Yeah, they really are the odd one out in this first uh, this gauntlet. But instead of them being given a chance to try another route, all the house robots come out of their roots and just start attacking. Yeah, they just Why? hyena on it. It's really weird. They're all supposed to be in their respective... Yeah. Like Lane, and they all just decide, oh, he's not making it through. Quick, let's use the house robots and get them on TV doing destruction. But the house bots do a lot of strange things. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, they really do. It's quite weird. Um, yeah, they got a 3.8 meters. Yeah. Half the... Well, that's half the amount Napalm got, basically. It seems like they were really generous on the amount of meter, meters that Napalm did. Yeah, it's strange, isn't because it? Because I don't think Napalm like... were that further. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like they measured to the very top tip of Napalm, yeah. but the very back of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of PDR. PDR yeah. yeah. So it's really, I don't know. There's something really off about this episode yeah. in general and the way everything goes down. It feels like there's a script that people are reading from. It feels from. as fake as wrestling right now. Yeah, exactly. And like the whole thing feels like there are heavy favourites who they want to put through, and yeah. that's what's going to happen. Duh. On to Caliban. Caliban drives straight into a wall, not the wall. They can't drive. They're like the opposite of TR2. They are just in all directions. They, I mean, big open space with one tiny little pyramid spike in the corner. They managed to hit that spike. <laughs> Maybe six or seven times. Also notice the robot looks completely different because they're losing they're using the flail, which means they don't have their shell on top. Yeah, so, so it suddenly it's... looks really weak. But it's okay, man, because they've got a flail spinning round for the you know, for this kind of gauntlet route yeah. they're taking. And they go down Sir Killalot's route. And yeah. Sir Killalot doesn't even give them a slight chance. Just drives straight into them. Well, they kind of tried to use the flail on Sakilot and it got wrapped around him, and then that was kind no, of no, it. No, no, it didn't get wrapped around him. Sakilot caught the flail in <laughs> All right, Jonathan Pierce. And, lift, and just <laughs> lifted his arm, and that managed to just flip Caliban over completely. Yeah. Now, remember how far PDR got? Mm-hmm. Now, look at how far Caliban got. That's about the same, right? Yeah. No, 0.2 metres? How are they measuring this? There is something wrong here. This is officially the worst gauntlet run in history in terms of the distance they got. But there is no way they got 0.2 metres. 0.2. That's ridiculous. No, this is a very... PDR got 3.8. This isn't even a competition at this point. This gauntlet is not a competition. This is very scripted. It's it's not right, is it? There's something really, really off about it. Uh, Victor. Victor is next. Tiny little coffin Victor. Well, it's pointiness comes into play because it can actually, it gets through the wall quite easy because basically, because it's sort of pointy. Yeah, it does. It gets... it's trying to, it can hit that middle brick and that middle exactly. brick goes through and the rest of it collapses. The rest of it collapses. It sort of gets turned around as the bricks come crashing down around it and it's facing the wrong way all of a sudden. 
Yeah. And it's stuck because its wheels are stuck between all the bricks around it. Yeah. So Sir Killlock comes along and just lifts them up and helps them through. Helps them through. So they reverse over the ramp and they're through. So there was some technique involved, but did Sir Killlock really have to help him out? Well, Sir Killlock shouldn't have been there because it's not his um, lane. No, he drove out, didn't he? I think they realised quite early that these robots are going to get stuck on those bricks a lot. They didn't think it through. They probably didn't test yeah. the, this gauntlet the way they should have. So when it actually came to them running the gauntlet, they'd all break down the brick wall and then they'd be stuck because they'd be surrounded in all these heavy concrete blocks and they can't move. So they, so they keep to using, employ Sir Killalot to get using them through. Yeah. to make it more exciting. But in reality, defeats the purpose of competition. Exactly. If you're not going to have the gauntlet done without interference, don't have a gauntlet. Yeah, this is pointless now. you just got to be lucky enough for Sir Killalot to push you forwards. Yeah. I can't remember what the interview was, but I did note that uh, Craig Charles was much better for interviews than Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, he he's quite just friendly. Go, he just walk up and insult them and leave. <laughs> no, he kind of congratulates them, has a quick laugh. But it's very pleasant to them instead of very ripping excited. them. Like, oh, you, you were stuck on the blocks and your wheels are going. But then Sakilo came on and, and, and then he throws the microphone in the air yeah. and just, yeah, it's great. Jumps into the gauntlet, starts running at himself. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Craig Charles. Victor gets through with its reversal technique, leaving us with Demolition Demon. A slow bot, very, you know, slow and steady. Very gradually. Goes up to Sir Killalot, goes round Sir Killalot. Yeah, yeah. Now, considering how aggressive Sir Killalot has been, consider what um, what um, Sir Killalot did to Caliban. Yeah. Immediately went over, flipped him, wouldn't let him pass. Yep. Demolition Demon, Sir Killalot just sort of like, oh, all right, go on. Watches go him just sail slowly past. And then Matilda's there. Matilda's sort of bashing him a couple of times, and is like, ah, yeah. no, you know, I like you, Demolition Demon, you can go past. And then Sergeant Bash just watches. As Demolition Demon slowly walks past. Now, first of all, why are all the house robots in one lane? Yeah, that was that's, weird. That's not right. That's not yeah. fair. They shouldn't. They have. They're supposed to have one lane each. And second of all, after all the aggression we've just seen by Sir Killalot and house robots, why are they just letting Demolition Demon casually go through? They literally gave the Dorset Demon just a free pass. Basically, yeah. it was like watching like a newborn puppy just slowly make its way across the floor blindly. Do you know what I mean? It's just. Just slowly made his way around things and then got to the finish and then that was it. Yeah. So even Jonathan Pierce sounded kind of unfazed by it. Yeah, it's so it's so strange. Yeah. So Caliban's out because Caliban was unlucky enough for the person controlling Sir Killalot to decide to kill yeah. him. Got targeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this brings about a question is who's controlling house robots and is it regularly changing at this point? Are other competitors controlling the house robots? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. You know, they're getting other people. They're like, are they just sort of going, hey, wouldn't it be fun to let these guys control house robots? That'll be fun without thinking, Mm. wait, they're going to either, you know, they're going to let people through that they like. They're going to beat people up that they don't want to face. Because I just assumed that there were just a handful of drivers designated to each, you know, to be the bots. And they're just... You'd think that. Getting barked at by the director, but... He acts so differently depending on what's going on. Yeah. So either it's being produced and directed in a way that they are favouring certain robots to Mm. go through, or different people control, whether it's competitors or not, different people controlling the house robots each time, resulting in a different quality of Mm. control and a different level of aggression. All I can say for sure is, 
They're not acting as they should. No. There's rules in a competition for a reason, and they're just doing whatever they want. You can't have it as a fair competition, but at the same time, give the house robots so much personality. Yeah. They should only react when certain rules allow them to. Yeah, they should be an obstacle, not not their own thing. It's almost like they're in the competition. Exactly. Like, like the champion of season two is going to be Sir Killer at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a crown and that's it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. that takes us to the trials. One robot down, one more to be eliminated after the trials. Now, when you think of Skittles, you think of sweaty old men huddled in the corner of a pub, dribbling over warm beer. But our game of Skittles isn't like that. No, 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 no. In our game of Skittles, each of our surviving robots has to knock down as many barrels as possible in the time allowed. The one that knocks down the least amount of barrels gets bowled out of the contest. So, let's get ready to shake, rattle and bowl. Let the trials begin. Oh, we've got the trials again. Yeah, the trials are back and they're just as novelty. And consider it, because there's 12 heats, there's going to be 12 trials. Oh, we're going to see some bad trials. Well, they couldn't come up with six ideas properly last time. (laughs) <laughs> now we've got <laughs> double that and it looks like they're going to try some new ones and this time we've got skittles well exactly and again how is this a fair and even competition if depending on what episode you get you get a different trial to somebody else yep vastly different as well this one you've got a knockover barrels so you go down a ramp into some barrels and you have to knock over as many as possible yeah, all the barrels are stacked. There's like they're stacked in groups of. I can't remember how many is in each stack. Triangular stacks of yeah. barrels. They all say explosive on them, but they're not. So, of course, they're not. Just uh, pyramids of barrels everywhere. Yeah, pyramids of barrels everywhere. And in the barrel area, if the robots in there, the house robots aren't allowed to follow them in. That's really? the rule. Yeah. What? Yeah, the house robots can't go into the barrel area. Although that doesn't mean they won't. So. <laughs> okay so skittles barrels whatever napalm is up first just sails down that weird ramp and hits nine barrels decent tactics because instead of going straight down the middle they go along the side and then sort of hit each stack so a bunch go over each time not too bad um they after they've hit a bunch they just go inside and hide so the house robots can't get them and wait for the timer to go yeah nine barrels down Sets the standard. Not much more to say. I mean, what no, do you say? We'd, we'd... This is a robot trying to knock over barrels and starting by knocking over barrels and giving up halfway through. It's, it's like trying to commentate on bowling. You throw the ball, skills go down, or pins, and <laughs> then that's it. That's that's it. That's the lot. There, there is literally it's nothing else. Difficult. It's a very suddenly over kind of thing. Next up, Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar, not as good in technique, I suppose. No, they just go head on. And just that's it. They just go head yeah, on. They go head on. I think Matilda do... got stuck in at some point. Yeah, uh, they basically just hold down the forward button and hope it works. Yeah. So how many did they get? They got nine as well. Did they get nine? They got nine as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because yeah. oh no, I, this is where I noticed something going on here. You look in the corner of one of the camera shots. So after Pandemonium has hit a few. Mm-hmm. In the bottom corner, away from everyone else, Sergeant Bash is just casually knocking some over. Oh, let's get our tinfoil hats <laughs> out for this one. It's tinfoil hat time, guys. 
So, what's going on there? This episode is so rigged. What is... Why is Charles Ray doing oh, that? Oh, this is like US election rigged. This is <laughs> out of control. <laughs> this is mental. I don't understand. That was so blatant as well. If you were actually there watching it live... You'd you would be like, saying, what why, is that? Why is he doing that? That's not fair. Dem's not the rules. Oh, man, it's rigged. Tinfoil. Okay, next up, Victor. Victor. Yep. Victor. They go for the side. Hits a few barrels. But then gets stuck in the middle. Just gets kind of covered in barrels. Yeah, these barrels must be quite heavy because they're getting stuck in them quite easy. Yeah. I guess it's difficult to decide. Like, you can't make them too light else everyone's going to knock over every barrel. Yeah, that's true. But then you make them so heavy that half the robots, they get a couple of barrels down mm. and then they're stuck. True. So Victor spends the whole three minutes or whatever it is stuck amongst barrels with only four knocked over. And the house robots aren't allowed to go into the barrel area. So It's just... Pretty rubbish, yeah, really. Just, yeah, just waiting for yeah. the timer to end. So four barrels for Victor. Mm-hmm. Next up, it's Demolition Demon. Um, Pretty clever. Uses a long spike and rotates to use that spike to mm-hmm. knock them over rather than ramming themselves in so they don't ever end up stuck because yeah. of that. They just sort of... They sort of go in swoopingly and sort of take them out sideways like, you know the cool technique that we're starting to pick up on barrels fall down uh 20 barrels in total 20 barrels in total crazy which is great i mean that's awesome it's great that demolition demon aren't being annihilated by house robots so they can't compete anymore oh wait then all the house bots there what's the, what <laughs> what's is the this? point house robots just go nuts on demolition demon they start sawing him yeah. picking him up throwing it around and it's like well, first of all, the cease has been called. So yeah. Demolition Demon, they're not allowed to use their robot right now. They so can't, they can't defend, defend themselves. themselves. It's zombie horde mode from the house bots. Like they're trying to put it over, like Jonathan Pierce is trying to make out that, oh, it's because the house robot's angry because he did so well. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not competition. Like, what were they trying to do here? Were they trying to take out Demolition Demon? Were they like, oh, that's 20. They're definitely going to go through. Try and annihilate them so they can't go through. So they can't compete or at least do some damage so that the next round will be a struggle. It's so blatantly for for television to make it entertaining to the point where it's lost the point of the competition. But like you say, we don't know who's driving them. Mm -hmm. What if the Demolition Demon team were backstage and they were being kind of, you know, assholes to everyone backstage and then it turns out the people backstage are driving the house bots? And they're like, well, you know what we got to do? Well, something's going on. There's definitely something. This is Tinfoil City. Someone made the decision for the house robots, completely out of competition time, not during any round now because the cease has been called, to just start destroying Demolition Demon. I am awash with conspiracy theories right now. It's, It's silly, isn't it? It's crazy. Next up, PDR. What a PDR do? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, so PDR, they couldn't move the bricks last time. Mm-hmm. Now they cannot even push over the barrels. Every other robot has managed to push over some barrels. They can't move them. And the barrels are, they're not like strongly stacked. It's no, quite no, they're quite precarious. teetering. Yeah, yeah, like these yeah. are, it should be pretty easy to at least get the top couple of rows down mm. nope they can't Nothing. do anything nope the and then scoop is useless it doesn't scoop it just hits. of course it doesn't it was never going to do anything matilda flips it done <laughs> like, yeah but 
Now, if you wanted a moment in this where the house robots go nuts for your promotional footage or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for the ads, so you get, you get some crazy footage of all the house robots going crazy, instead of doing it on Demolition Demon, who are obviously going through and have some battles to do later, do it on PDR, because they're obviously losing with no things, with no um, skittles or barrels yeah pushed over so obviously nothing was going to come of it and they're obviously not going through they're out then all the house spots jump it yeah don't jump on the guy who's going to win the event yeah jump the guy that's going out because then it's not going to matter yeah i still don't agree with having it happen but if they're going to do it for whatever reason they want to do it do it on this one that's losing because that makes more sense tin foil hats everywhere right now but First victim of yeah. Sir Killalot toasting him over the pit like a um, marshmallow. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, picks him up, toasts him over the fire pit. Brilliant. That's a um, first time it happens. That it's is a, his special the, uh, move, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it's his yeah. signature move, his yeah. finisher. So there we go. Awesome. Awesome stuff. It's finally time for some fighting, at least. Yeah, finally we get to arena. Just the fights, basically. <laughs> we get um, intros for the judges. But they're friendly this time because Craig Charles is introducing them. It's yeah. not all sarky and yeah. they look a lot happier as well. <laughs> yeah, they like yeah. smile and nod, like, yeah, that is who I am. <laughs> no one mentions a certain land speed record either. Yeah, like, oh my god, Sinclair C5. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, could, I could I swear I hear Jeremy Clarkson saying that in my sleep. Sinclair C5. Sinclair C5. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the highlight of the show for him, wasn't it? Yeah, he loved that. Got to say, Sinclair C5. Something something vehicle-related came up. Oh, God. Sharky's there. Sharky's there, as per usual. Yep. <laughs> I'd just like to point it out. I think if I point it out every single episode... People sort of get, start to understand <laughs> just how many, just how yeah. long he's been there. He's just always there. He's got to be the most featured... Not yeah, just personality. Yeah, personality. He is the most featured personality in Robot Wars. The original House Robots, not including Sir Killalot. So, and Sergeant Bash isn't in the new series. So that means the longest serving personalities in Robot Wars are Matilda, Matilda Shunt, Dead Metal, and Noel Sharkey. And Noel Sharkey. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a legend. Okay, so the first match is Napalm versus Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Uh, kind of charges at Napalm. Charges is a bit charitable. Charges <laughs> casually approaches Napalm. It's a very slow start. <laughs> Gradually makes way to Napalm, like when you you go into your car and you're worried the ticket's about to run out. So you do like the half jog walk. <laughs> half jog walks over. Like come it's on, still come it's on. still technically a walk, but those legs are going. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Makes way over. Kind of softly nudges into napalm napalm do do nothing i'm not even sure napalm's activated (laughs) yeah they forgot to turn it on again they've not moved (laughs) they have not moved yet and then matilda Matilda just comes in and flips the pandemonium over oh no napalm might lose matilda flips over the competition matilda comes in because they realize there's a good chance that napalm's actually not working Mm -hmm. and so matilda comes in and kills pandemonium for napalm basically yeah Tinfoil hats Napalm everywhere via nothing. They didn't do anything. This is some serious grassy knoll stuff going on. And also notice the new sort of layout for the battle arena. So instead of the 
first of all no more grills which is nice because those grills, yeah, grills are kind of a boring the way most to lose unexciting way to, <laughs> to lose is someone accidentally drove onto a grill <laughs> uh, but now the house robots instead of being in corner patrol zones the patrol zone is the whole edge it's like a frame around the arena hmm. you know it says it's red and black stripes like frame the arena and that's where the house robots are free to roam i don't know it doesn't work very well because the house robots are basically always there waiting. Yeah. And they take up now a lot of the arena. Probably half the arena's worth of space. But they've done that on robot. purpose, haven't yep. they? They just want a big excuse to have the house bots come out whenever they want. They are so into these house robots being mm. used to help determine decisions. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason Sir Killalot was made. To help influence decisions yeah. easily. By having a ridiculous house robot that can just smash things up with ease. That sounds about right. Well, on to the next fight. Yeah, Napalm wins without even moving. Next fight, Victor versus Demolition Demon. This is a, I mean, it's a bit more of a closer fight than the last one. It's an actual fight. It's an actual fight, yeah. It's a, yeah. a push-off on there. You think they just push it each is. other a lot. So Demolition Demon can push pretty hard, actually. Yeah, it's, it's it's a stronger robot than it looks. It's it's got a lot of pushing power behind yeah. it, even if it is quite slow. Victor is just there's not much really going for Victor. Not pushing back hard enough. Uh, at some point, Demolition Demon's grinding disc shatters. It's quite common with the grinding disc, as opposed to using proper saw blades yeah. and stuff. These grinding discs tend to just sort of disintegrate. Yeah, and you just have replacements already available. But it seems to do enough damage because Victor just stops working after being hit by yeah. it. Matilda gives Victor a slice. This is a bit more of a fairer bit of interaction from the housebots. Yep, they're Victor's in, been pushed they're in back. the area. Yeah. They're in the house robots patrol zone. They're clearly immobilized. Yep. So Matilda just gets a good saw in. The saw's still doing a decent amount of damage mm-hmm. you know, the chainsaw oh, when yeah. it's in, in use. And then Sir Killalot sort of abducts Victor for a little while. And then Shunt comes over and just flips Demolition Demon for some reason. (laughs) But Demolition Demon win because Victor was immobilised before. Which makes me wonder why they didn't end the fight when Victor was immobilized because they really wanted to get the house spots yep, they on wanted screen more footage of the house is. robots they want to see kill a lot doing more weird things yeah. yeah yeah they wanted to highlight so kill a lot that's what they want to do more and instead <laughs> it's shunt comes over and shunt so... gets a word and in all fairness we haven't seen or heard much from shunt this episode so no so he, he gets the, he gets his word in by flipping over the winner of the fight and <laughs> Hooray! Cause, yeah, it's like causing nothing. I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that takes us to the final match. The final match to determine who goes through to the semi-finals. Napalm versus Demolition Demon. It's a it's an interesting fight. I mean, Napalm takes early control, sort of, with some Napalm power. can push Demolition Demon. That's yeah. fine. And they go into the patrol zones. But for some reason, Napalm just ends up in a patrol zone and starts taking a hell of a beating mm. until the house robots just let Napalm out. And they just stop. Yeah, we're talking deep... Considering how much the house robots are happy to ignore those patrol zones in the previous fights for a few metres. Yeah. You know, a little for a little bit of that space. Napalm is 
right at the edge, right on the wall, mm. and they're just sort of... And manages casually, to get out. Casually just sort of yeah. tapping napalm. But bits of napalm are falling off at this point. Yeah, bits of napalm just start falling off and littering the floor. Mm. They're like really flimsy shell. So let's let's try and recap as as it were a sport. So so Napalm Demolish Demon have a push off. Yep. Demolition Demon manages to get out of dodge. Yep. And leave Napalm in the patrol zone where it takes a little bit of a scraping from the house bots to the point where its armor is shattered off. Yep. Okay. Manages to crawl its way out of the patrol zones somehow. Yep. Okay. And that's the match. Well, no, there's a little bit more. Demolition Demon then spends, I'd say, three quarters of the match just continuously ramming into Napalm from the sides, mm. hitting him with the spike. Yeah. And using the wedge to get under Napalm, pushing him into house robots, so on and so forth. Yeah. But basically, Demolition Demon spends 75% of the match hitting Napalm and pushing Napalm around. Yeah. Goes to a judge's decision, and obviously the winner is... Napalm. Napalm. So somehow, despite having its armor shell cracked, not functioning very well, getting put into a patrol zone where it got an ass kicking, was somehow let out of the patrol zone. Like you say, Demolition Demon had control for the rest of the match. And yet, Napalm wins. The fans' reaction was a bit telling. The first boos we've heard like big time booing proper booing loud booing i like that craig charles called out the controversy he's like this is gonna be a controversial decision yeah so it's like he's not even in on it he's just sort yeah. of like well okay they they said they can't yeah. win apparently jonathan pierce's commentary calls it so it got you know everyone had free reign to point out that this doesn't make much sense and it's the reasoning behind it as well apparently because napalm were more aggressive but they weren't. I don't remember them doing anything. They were a bit aggressive to start with, hmm. but after that, it's Demolition Demon constantly ramming into Napalm. See, I, I was trying to justify it in my head just to play devil's advocate, and the best I could come up with is all of the damage that's done by the house bots doesn't count in well, the judge's then... decision. But it should, because they are obstacles. But n- not only that... Okay, so the, ha- the damage done by the house robots doesn't count. Demolition Demon didn't take any damage. No, exactly. Didn't take any damage. And it's not like Napalm caused loads of damage to Demolition Demon. Napalm didn't have a weapon. They didn't never put their chainsaw back on. So their weapon was that arm that was supposed to... Do little tapping motions on it, them. It doesn't yeah. do any damage at all. No, exactly. So Napalm didn't do any damage to Demolition Demon. They spent a lot of their time in the patrol zones, which means that's either bad control on their part so they should be losing points Mm -hmm. or demolition demon pushing them there which means demolition demon should be getting points there is no way napalm should have won that i think they liked the returning characters they liked the people behind napalm or they thought david crosby the because he cheers so loudly. He when, shouts the he, whole like, match. Fist in the air, jumps yeah. and cheers when they announce as the winner. I think they liked him as a character. I think they liked the girls for their likability. Yeah. And I think they felt sorry for them that they did so terribly. Because they're, I mean, infamously bad in the first yep. series with Detonator, one of the worst performing bots possibly of all time. Yep. In terms, at least in terms of its the fame it has as mm. well. And I think they were just like, yeah, let's let Napalm go through. And I think they thought the bot looked kind of cool as well. 
I think people were like, oh, that one's got flames on it, big eyes. Look at that with these familiar faces behind yeah. it. And then Demolition Demon, you know, very vanilla looking robot. Yeah. Nothing flash about it. It was Bunch a functional... teenage boys behind it, yeah. not as likeable. Yeah. If you get what I mean. It was, it, it was just a practical bot. And that was about it. Not a lot of personality backing the bot. They obviously made a decision somewhere backstage in some smoke-filled dark room filled with suits and cigars. And Vince Russo. And Vince Russo's in there. And maybe Nixon, I guess. <laughs> Nixon. And, uh, and they said, what are we to do with this demolition demon? No, no, mate. no. Napalm was put through from the very beginning. Consider this. I mean, basically every round they had assistance. Mm-hmm. So the third round went to a judge's decision. So that was easy. Just put them through. In the gauntlet, they were helped through by Sir Killalot. Who selectively helped people or didn't help them, depending on how he felt. Yep. Yep. Which was terrible. This whole episode just reeks of being fixed. It was rigged from start to finish. Tim foil hats. Two reasons for this episode. They wanted Napalm to go through. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're the only returning faces in the episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why all that stuff happened. And they wanted to show off Sir Killalot. I reckon every other robot was there yep. purely so they could use Sir Killalot on it. Because there's they're quite lightweight robots, they've got easy places to grab. All the other robots were just there so they could show off Sir Killalot. Because Sir Killalot keeps turning up where he shouldn't. Yeah, going just into out of areas the blue. where he's yeah. not supposed to be allowed, and the competitors have been told that he won't be there, and they just will. They'll just turn up there because they need footage of Sir Killalot killing things, and they want to hook people on Sir Killalot in the first episode. Terrible in terms of. It's not a competition. competition. This was some illuminati stuff going on in the background you know i really hope the rest of the season they get over this they've done what they wanted to have sucked a lot they've made his big debut and they've got all the big all the footage they wanted of him beating things up because this was really obviously staged it was so obvious that there were favorites and people were doing whatever they could to help the Dartford girls' grammar school team go through, whether that's because they were liked backstage and backstage and like other teams were controlling the house robots, or whether well, even then the judges' decision wouldn't explain that. So obviously the production team liked them, but ah, uh. it's not a competition, and it's the only show that could do this and get away with it. When you think about it, you think of all the TV competitions. At least they all have rules that are followed, and the winner is a clear winner. Robot Wars, Series 2, Episode 1, this is not a competition. <laughs> Napalm did not win that, but they are going through to the semi-final. Yeah. Basically, that's how it is. Yeah. They should not be going through to the semi-final. No. They didn't win that match. They weren't no. the better robot. Simple as that. They did it right. They weren't the winner. No. There's no way you could argue with that. That's probably the worst judge's decision I've ever seen. But Sharky... How did Sharky let this happen? Pop it for the producers, man. God damn. How, I don't know. I don't know. How don't far know reaching happened. is this conspiracy? <laughs> it goes all the way to Sharky. Do people hate... Were Demolition Demon that hateable? Like, what? what's wrong well, with Well, no, this? apparently not, because everybody booed when Napalm won. Clearly, everyone wanted Demolition Demon to win. Well, in the audience? What yeah. about outside the audience? Were they, were they evil? Were they horrible people? And they were like, we just got to get rid of them no matter what? Well, maybe. We don't know exactly. Wait, what did Demolition Demon do in the Skittles? 
Demolition Demon. I mean, come on. Got the 20 barrels. Got the 20 and barrels. And then got launched on. And then got annihilated by the house room. What's so actually, is this not so much Napalm getting put through as also Demolition Demon being purposefully ejected from the competition? I think it's both because I think Napalm, obviously, they got assistance from the house robots in Definitely. Their, yeah. Like um, Gauntlet Run. Yep. And in the other runs, the house robots just sort of ignored them. Like, didn't want to do damage to them yep. properly. And then Demolition Demon just got the short end of the stick every time and still managed to push through. And only on the judge's decision did they miraculously lose. What would have happened if Demolition Demon managed to push Napalm over or tip or flip entirely? Then what would, what would they have done? So the time ran out. Good point. They'd have found. They'd yeah. have found something. Found a way. The, they would have had to have found a way. They'd yeah. have found a way. They'd have found some some loophole that they've made because they really didn't seem to want demolition demon to go through, and they really seemed to want napalm to go through. I mean, well, look at napalm's fight previous to that with pandemonium. They didn't do anything, and Matilda just came and flipped pandemonium over. The end. What was that all about? Conspiracy. This is a serious conspiracy. I am not impressed with this episode. No, what's going on? What is going on here? And then, after all the booze and the post-interview and the girls say that they're the best drivers ever or whatever they say. Yeah. And then it's the outro. Then the housebots kind of turn on the winner. <laughs> they just beat the head out of some sort of for some reason. Like M. Night twist at the end of the episode... <laughs> All the housebots then turn on Napalm. So when Napalm thought it was completely protected, it then just yeah, got torn a new one. It's shut down and they can't do anything. And suddenly the housebots are start beat up. So oh. maybe it was never about Napalm. It was about sending a message. What message? That we can control how it exactly, goes. Exactly, so... that we control this competition, not the roboteers. This was... If I was backstage, I would have been like, this is... For winning, really not great. I'm just sitting there thinking, well, I'm not winning then. Yeah. No chance. Like exactly sitting there, like I could have had to kill a lot as my robot, and I still wouldn't have won because exactly. so it would have happened. You look the wrong the way. Decision. And that's probably, it. Yeah. Oh. oh man, what are we gonna have next? We're gonna have home. remote control frequencies being interrupted. But there's there know. is a positive side. Exactly. Only 14 more episodes left of this season. 14 more episodes it to might watch improve this grow. More. It might improve more. I've heard it is a better season than season one. 14 more episodes to watch this house of cards come down. This better stop now. I hope that after they filmed this episode, whatever was happening that was causing this, mm. they realised it and thought, yeah, that's not going to work. We can't keep, can't do that for a whole competition. Because it would just be silly else. You'd think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we've, we've got to the end. Uh, what would you give that match out of? That match? Of- just the match? Well, okay, let's go for the whole episode. I'm not going to start rating matches. This, there were no matches here. This was, yeah, was this just, was a staged show. This was a staged show. <laughs> we say as fans of wrestling who rate matches, who rate staged matches out yeah, five. Yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> um, a good point. Regardless, what would you give the episode? One and a half. Yeah. The yeah. improvements, generally speaking, I like. The, the way it panned out was horrible. Yeah. Like, genuinely weird and just wrong sir kill lot is a bit op for the competition right now 
Yeah, he's the, you're using him wrong. Yeah. We get that he's big and strong. He is too strong to just be used willy-nilly. You can't just have him come out because if he if he walks out of his zone and approaches a bot, that bot now has no chance yeah. at all. Once Sir Killalot is targeting a robot, that robot's going out. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's like I said, it's like a control every fight yeah. by using Sir Killalot. They can even control the trial and the gauntlet now because Sir Killalot's there. So they can just use him to control everything. He can carry robots through the gauntlet for exactly. them so they get through and then the other ones block them so they can't get anywhere because he's so huge. I could manipulate the match. <laughs> manipulate the outcome of the whole episode. Yeah. It better not all be like this. I mean, we're only one episode in. That's true. It can be, it can, it can be better. It can be better. But we're giving that one and a half Philip Foresters yep. out of five. Not impressed. Not the best I've seen like the stories we saw of Recyclops and Mortis in the series one, I get the feeling they wanted a cool story to come out with Napalm, where you know they had Detonator before, but then they returned and they managed to get through to the final because they're so great. I think they wanted just a big story and a really cool thing to come out for television's sake, but instead they just ended up rigging it and nothing happened. You didn't really get much from the team. I don't know, but yeah. That's episode one in the books. Let's do a little dip into the mailbag to end the episode. Is it a mailbag? Oh. Is it a mailbag? So we tweeted out, anyone got any expectations, hopes, dreams for 2017 Robot Wars? So let's have a look at some of the replies. Robot Wars Mania, which is at Robot Wars Mania. No way. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, at least he got the right Twitter handle. I suppose, unlike yeah, us, the right audio. Our podcast <laughs> yeah, we, activate. Yeah, we'd have had Mania Robot Wars because that's uh. <laughs> uh, they got lucky. So, Robot Wars Mania says Sergeant Bash, better tournament format, and more mayhem, carnage, and destruction. Okay, my question to that is: for six episodes, is there a better tournament format? Yeah, good point. If you got rid of the four-way, so two bots weren't eliminated, with just singles matches all the way through. Then you're reducing reducing the number of competitors, which means you've really got to narrow down those competitors. Yeah, that's true. I prefer one-on-ones. So do I. But I get why in a six-episode season... I get why there's multi-bot matches because else you've got to sacrifice more places. And the thing is, you want an open competition. You want to be able to have as many people competing as possible. But you've only got 40 slots. You've got to fill those out. You've got to try and have it balanced and fair and different things, different styles. So it's um, It's weird. I mean, yeah, Yeah. if they can think of something that works, then by all means, I'm, I'm open to it. A lot of people are saying Sergeant Bash. A lot of people are saying Sergeant Bash, but he would need a major overhaul. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if we see a Sergeant Bash in the future, but it's going to need a lot of time and effort put behind it. And I don't know if that's right right now. It's The thing is, Sergeant Bash would have to be pretty different. It yeah. can't have a flamethrower on it. Not unless the flamethrower was aiming downwards. It's a really unpractical design. When you look at like... If you look at Shunt, that's a good design. It's very, yeah, very Matilda, practical. great design. Sergeant Bash is probably quite tippable, really. Quite tippable. 
even if the flamethrower is pointing down, the flame pit doesn't really seem to do much damage. No, and, they, yeah. and some robots stay on the flame pit for a good five, six seconds. Sergeant Bash isn't going to be able to aim his fire at something for that long. It's true. So yeah. Unless it had like a blowtorch or something, but then you've got to have it safely have that thing in there. You know, that's one of the reasons we don't have Sergeant Bash right now is how can you safely have a flamethrower in an arena with something like carbide? That's true. You really can't. Yeah, no, that's too dangerous. Something's going to go wrong. Sergeant Bash has to be something totally different. Mm. Like I'm imagining Sergeant Bash, instead of focusing on the flamethrower part, yeah, maybe have, you know how he has that thing on the front of him, that like sort of big spike? Yeah. Instead have that as a massive spinning drill thing that's ridiculously powerful. What, like a Dr. Robotnik <laughs> kind of drill? Yeah, like, like something that looks yeah. like he could drill through the world. That's a good idea. But with the spinning power of mm. something like pulsar behind like that kind of spinning speed ridiculously so over the it would top just strength, it would yeah. literally bash into things and twist them apart or something a diamond tipped drill that would some do kind it. of yeah some a giant crazy over the top villainous super speedy drill yeah bash thing make him the ramming um house run yeah with a ridiculous weapon to go with that because they're already huge anyway i just don't think you can have the projectile thing work. Maybe he can have a helipad on top of him mm-hmm. and a drone. Cause I've se- I think I've seen this in battle bots or something similar, mm. a drone that goes on top of him that then flies up and has a flamethrower that f- um, uh, shoots downwards. Plus a camera built in so we can see bird's eye view. Yeah. So have a uh, Sergeant Bash with a helipad and a massive drill. That's cool. That kind of works with the whole sergeant thing as well. You know, he's like, yeah. a, he's a carrier. You know, yeah, exactly. A, yeah, <laughs> that could be quite. It's cool. like a mobile base now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a mobile cool. base. He yeah. can ram, and he has his um, lieutenant something <laughs> with him. Give him a name. Yeah, yeah. drone L- lieutenant. Break stuff. Little flamethrower <laughs> that goes around That'll trying do. to flame him from the top. Yeah, just for the spectacle of it. Good idea. I don't know. I would like to, it was just for nostalgia's sake, yeah, it'd be cool to see Sergeant Bash yeah. again, but it has to be done right and it would have to be very, very different from what he used to be. He'd need to be the most changed out of all of them. Because oh, all the other ones yeah, are yeah, essentially yeah. themselves. They're nice and practical up. and cool. I think if they give him a nice build up, a couple of adverts leading into it, and then they can celebrate the return of Sergeant Bash, that'd be kind of cool. But we'll see what they do. Indeed. But thank you at Robot Wars Mania. Indeed. Chris Rose says George and Chaos 2. From what I'm aware, George Francis behind Chaos 2 and uh, as we, of course, know, Robot the Bruce, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we've reviewed so far. As far as I'm aware, he's just not really interested in it these days. I know that there's, he's been quite quiet over the years since Robot Wars. Not much has been heard from him, but if he doesn't wanna, you can't force the guy to go build a fighting robot to be a busy dude you know it's a lot of effort you gotta put into this he's already won championships and done really well and chaos 2 it would have to be essentially a chaos 3 at this point chaos 2 just wouldn't cut it Mm. it was a great robot in its day but compared to today's standards it would have to be a whole new build a robot even if it had the same look it would still be a completely new robot anyway I think, you know, it would be cool. It's, it's always cool seeing robots come back. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be really excited if suddenly, just out of the blue, 
an episode pops up and Chaos 3's there. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh my God, it's back. And Hypnodisc or something. You're like, oh my God, look at all these great robots that are back. At the mm. same time, though, only if the effort's put in and if they really want to do it. Because I don't want to just see them turn up and get absolutely annihilated. With like some sort of half our century. Because yeah. at least when Razor came back, he was pitted. He didn't. He didn't yeah. get. You didn't just see Razor's Razor claw shoot into the air. <laughs> it got wrecked. Yeah, annihilated and. Good point. The team crying because their babies has been destroyed and, <laughs> and everything's horrible. See, I really like like legacy bots returning, and I like the idea of this huge rich mythology and history to robot wars so it's nice to have all these bots come back but like you say the era that they would have competed in is very different from say the apollo carbide pulsar era exactly and look at those three names right there they're not legacy bots and they've already built a legacy you've got to have room for the new yeah the new generation to come in exactly you've got to be excited about Guys like Pulsar coming back. It can't just be the same people every yeah, time. That is true. That is true. So thank you at Chris underscore row 999. We've also had Team Griffolo at Team Griffolo give us a reply. And they say they need to get rid of the 10 second countdown light. Oh, is that when did the whole arena have like a red light go on? Like <laughs> when, when there was 10 seconds left? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that can be quite off-putting i guess it can it's a good point i didn't really remember it to be honest it probably would have stood out to us watching at home but if you're trying to pilot a bot that would be kind of a nuisance any lighting changes would be a nuisance i can see why though because it's a very obvious visual indicator to the robots that there's 10 seconds left Mm. you get what i mean oh definitely you know you can quite easily overlook or miss here if, say, an announcer goes, 10 seconds left, or something like that in the arena, when you're controlling your robot and lights go red, you'll be like, oh, wait, I know it's 10 seconds of the fight left. I don't know, maybe make it a bit more subtle, though. Maybe it's so it's not as crazy. Yeah. yeah. What else was there? Um, new upgraded house robot, but he does think it's too close to the next series. So he's got a good point there. Similar to what we said with Sergeant Bash, I mean, yeah. we have all these crazy ideas for it but it will take a lot of effort to make it um the house robots are good as they are and you don't want too many house robots like you started getting later robot wars original series where there was like oh, i can't remember how many like nine or ten house robots some of them there for comedy purposes like Cassidy's chrome yeah and it got a bit much and the more house robots you have the more inclined you are to have them used because you've spent money and built these machines so you want them to see use but if you force them to be used you get what the episode we just reviewed was which is bordering on being a scripted television program because of how overused a killer lot was yeah so definitely i mean we got the house robots in an upgraded form already they're like three or four times the size they used to yeah, be Yeah, they're still true to their original designs but there's huge improvements and they look quite menacing. I like the way they are now because, yes, you don't see them be used as often, but every time they are used, the effects are drastic. I mean, at no point in the original series could Shunt's axe do serious damage. Yet in the new series, Shunt's axe, I think it hit Pulsar at one point, or a similar robot, and it just 
that was it. It took it out. It did huge damage yeah. just from one blow. Yeah. That's why I like the house robots being. You're not going to see them get blows in often. They're big lumbering giants. Mm. But when they do hit something, it's huge. Like with Matilda, she was flipping things out of the arena exactly, and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They're all doing great damage, so I think they're great as they are. But I'm always open to more cool designs for them. But it has to be, has to be worth it. They can't do it for the sake of it. They have to have it costs, a bot with a point. It costs money to make these robots. Exactly. If you're making a production company or the BBC's budget or whatever, make these, they're going to want them used. And that's when things start getting a bit iffy in terms of competitiveness. So I guess the problem would be, is it worth the money? Yeah. Is it, is it worth it? Do they I mean, need it? Got I, yeah. For solid house robots that have character that are destructive mm-hmm. that are there to do what they need to do. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool thinking of ideas for new ones. Is it worth it? I'm still tinfoil hatting over that episode, man. Yeah. You got to so take rigged. note. We are currently fresh off an episode of robot wars that hasn't put the house robots in a very good light for us. Yeah. So we're it's, probably, it's, it's probably not the best time to be answering house robot based no, questions. I'm not, I'm not pro house not, robots right now. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. We're not, we haven't just seen the best use of them. If we'd have just watched the new series. Where they use scarcely and they're just lurking in the corners and it's, you know, they're and intimidating more than they are actually getting involved. That's quite nice. foolish enough to go up to them or unlucky enough to be pushed into them. Yeah. You're going to, you know, the destruction's huge, you know, there. Absolutely. But, yeah, we're not on a house robot high right now. Nope. Okay. Let's wrap it up. In. Yeah, okay. So uh, you can follow us at, at, wait, no, which way around is it? At Podcast Activate. At Podcast at Activate. At Podcast Activate, because somebody already had the other one and we're not bitter about it. No, not at all. Um, ah, man. Yeah, that really winds me up. You can also email us activatepodcast at gmail.com yeah that's the one in the right order i remember that yeah that's not bad uh we don't have any other forms of social media do we well i'm aware of (laughs) good that's glad um, rate and review us on itunes and subscribe Uh, we're also on soundcloud which is sort of our our main hub so to speak that's where our feed comes from Mm -hmm. so give us some likes and subscribe on there follow us whatever it is on that one it's probably follow, like, little heart symbol, probably. Uh, make sure you tweet us questions or just things you want us to say because we read everything out within reason. Within reason. Yep, within reason. We are, a, I suppose, a PG show in, in essence. We're not going to read out your, I don't know, weird habits. <laughs> See, we can't even give an example because we're yeah, trying to be PG. Trying, yeah, so trying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get what I mean. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's everything. That's all the things we do, yeah. we can stop it there Probably, I, have, yep. I cannot think of a single thing keep on episode. robot warring <laughs> that's just terrible let's never do that again <laughs> <laughs>
Don't start robot warring. Don't start robot warring. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. That'll do. From the show that's bigger than Roseanne's draws, good night. God bless from Robot Wars.